The immune system, which we now recognize is in the brain, in the nervous system, it's in the liver, it's in the muscles. In fact, the immune system is everywhere. So I started to think, if we really think about upstream medicine, maybe the most upstream place is to think about the immune system and how do we modulate the immune system. If you want to live like you matter, ditch the pills, look great, and feel freaking amazing, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Wendy Trubo. And I'm Dr. Ed Lovatan. Welcome to the Feel Freaking Amazing Podcast. Where we empower you to live a vibrant and healthy life by optimizing your structural, chemical, emotional, social, and spiritual lives. Hold on to your hats. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Feel Freaking Amazing Podcast, Live Like You Matter. Our guest today is Dr. Jeffrey Bland. So it's the Dr. Jeffrey Bland, the father of functional medicine. No pressure, Jeff, but like, (laughs) no kidding. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, Dr. Bland is a world renowned nutritional medicine expert. He has a career in health that spans more than 40 years. As I alluded to, he's the father of functional medicine. He's the founder of Big Bold Health, a company that's on a mission to transform the way people think about one of nature's greatest innovations, which is the immune system. He's also the author of The Disease Delusion, Conquering the Causes of Chronic Illnesses, Illness for a Healthier, Longer, and Happier Life. And he's been on countless additional books and research papers. So Jeff, welcome. It's really a privilege for us to have you here. Well, I I feel the privilege and I love the title of your podcast. I think it so defines life as a journey and different steps and different decisions we make along that path and how that can lead to glorious joy and great outcome if we make intelligent decisions as we're marching through time. So this is really a privilege to be part of the program. No, it's so uh, for... Our listeners, I really want to kind of take a step for a second because uh, Wendy calls a fanboy, but for Jeff, it's way beyond fanboy. I mean, fangirl rolls off the tongue a little bit easier. So he's fangirling <laughs> as a male. Well, I, I actually think You're, it's yeah. way, way deeper than that. You're because... a man fan. <laughs> Thank you. This, this is what we do, Jeff. Don't, this is normal. It's good. Right? It. This, this is great. Oh, boy. So for our listeners, um, Jeff has literally been uh the person that started functional medicine and we can call him the functional medicine father functional medicine that's great but it really doesn't do justice to the depth that literally the movement started and the research that you have done and the people you've put together and truthfully the lives they probably at this point millions if not tens of millions of lives you've affected, uh, it's just profound. And for me, it's such a deep gratitude for your work. It's beyond anything. Even my, I call my mentor an old timer, initial mentor. And what he did on his days off was listen to your weekly, um, what I forgot what they were called, but they were, I, I was listening to two on CDs. Um, functional medicine update. Yes, I did it functional. Me- yes. So we we did that, and so just huge depth of gratitude and amazing work that you've done. And the cool, we talk about from our perspective, living to be vibrant through a hundred, and you're a huge example of that because you've done so much, and you're up to so much. Right. And everybody that's. Wendy, myself, anybody in the functional medicine world, we're 
all fighting to the good fight to actually look at how do we get people well so they're actually well not unhealthy not lack of disease but actually well um and obviously you started that so how do we how do we you started it just <laughs> how, how do we look at the immune system how do we modulate the immune system so that we actually start getting well and that infections um bounce off us versus you asking for a cheat sheet like yeah. the top five <laughs> is it that simple jeff or is it well i think in some ways uh, it it distills itself down to some some fairly simple things now implementing simple is not always simple uh, the concepts may be simple, but the activity in our lives may not be so simple because we have certain patterns of behavior uh, that maybe we even enjoy that are not always uh, consistent with getting the most out of our genes. And uh, But when I look at the immune system, and, and it's interesting because we started this discovery um, about a year before SARS-CoV-2. It was kind of ironic that we started down the path of saying, let's let's spend our time really trying to understand the immune system. And the reason I was interested in that was that over my 50 years of learnings, um, I've come to recognize that the body speaks 24-7, 365 to the outside world with three interface systems that are constantly sampling how we are doing and, and where we are and how where we are is influencing our body. And those three systems are obviously the nervous system. Um, the second is the mucosal systems of our body, which sit as the linings of our airwaves and lungs and our skin and our uh, digestive tract. Uh, those are constantly sampling the outside world every time we breathe uh, or eat or drink. And then the third uh, is the immune system. And it turns out that the immune system is the connector between those other two systems because the immune system resides in the highest uh, levels in those areas of the body that are sampling the outside world, like the respiratory system and the lungs, there's the immune system is lining that. We know that from the spike proteins from COVID and how they stick to the epithelia of uh, and influence the immune system of our of breathing of our lungs. And we also have high levels of our immune system that's uh, embedded within our intestinal tract for the reason that when we eat or when we drink, we're drinking foreign molecules and we have to have some translator, which is our immune system, of which 60% of it is residing within our digestive system. So when we put those together, I said, you know, the immune system, which we now recognize is in the brain, in the nervous system, it's in the liver, it's in the muscles. In fact, the immune system is everywhere. There are components of the immune system that's everywhere. So I, I started to think maybe the, the, if we really think about upstream medicine, um, maybe the most upstream place is to think about the immune system and how do we modulate the immune system. So that that was when we started um, just about a year before SARS, we started this company, Big Bold Health, all focused on trying to understand and uh, personalize immunity such that a person could not be a victim of their immune system, but could have some control over their immune system, own their immune system. and. Um, then that obviously distills itself down to the question you asked, are there some basic principles that we've learned? And the answer is yes. The, the more you study the immune system, the more you recognize 
how fascinating it is, but also how much we have yet to learn because it is it is complex. But we can distill that complexity down. You know, I always like the word simplexity. Can we make something simple from complex? And when you do that, you have to be careful when you're trying to simplify that you don't throw away the baby for the bathwater. You know, you make it so simple that you actually lost the importance of what was in the complexity. But I, I think that there are there are some basic things that we've learned about the immune system that can be translated with pretty reasonable surety into how we can improve people's immune system health and function. Number one is that we know that there are these three components of the immune system that have different personalities. They all interact with one another, but they have three uh, different personalities. One is called the innate immune system. That's our first line of defense. And it uh, is composed of a whole different set of cells, um, macrophages, monocytes, neutrophils, uh, dendritic cells. Um, uh, so those, those particular cells then have the responsibility of being the first in line to detect things that are foreign to our body. Um, and, and that's not just viruses and bacteria and fungi, but that could be chemicals. That could even be toxic thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs. And I want to emphasize this because I think this concept of what we call sociobiology um, or psychobiology is a, is a very, very important topic. Because I think in the past, we, we've kind of separated what happens in our psychological behavioral world from our chemical cellular world. And so one is thoughts and the other is cellular function. Well, it turns out that these are, as, as we most of us probably have learned in this field, are intimately tied together. There is no really separation of mind and body. Uh, that in fact, when you have uh, fear, anger, rage, um, negative emotions, uh, post-traumatic stress, those conditions um, are influencing and imprinting your immune system uh, such that it develops a memory of those experiences. Your immune system is actually cellularly changed as a consequence of imprinting, so-called epigenomic imprinting of your immune system from those events, events like great sorrow or great loss. You know, I, I can even recognize that in my own life and the experience that I had. And so if you then think of one of the determinants of immune function, are these social determinants? Um, are we loved? Are we appreciated? Are we respected? Do, do we get support? Do we feel like we have purpose? Are we um, enjoying every day's living experience? Or do we feel like we're burdened by life? Uh, these effects that occur in our psychosocial world have direct impact on our cellular immune system function. And, you know, it, it sounds like I'm painting a picture of uh, despair because, gee whiz, we all have bad experiences in our life. No one gets out of life without some traumatic experiences. Does that mean that we're on this one-way ticket to bad immune systems? And I think that one of the major breakthroughs in immunological science the last decade, even less than that, is the recognition that it's a two-way street, that yes, we can collect these immune scars, I'll, I'll just use that word, uh, from both exposure to viruses, bacteria like CMV or HH, herpes simplex virus or, or EBV or uh, SARS, we can collect these injuries to our immune system, or those injuries can also be from trauma from emotional um, injury, like uh, traumatic stress. 
or it could be from chemicals like uh, polychlorinated biphenyls or all, you know, the myriad of different uh, 100,000 new chemicals that have been introduced into the environment or toxic metals like lead, cadmium, or mercury. All of those can imprint the immune system and lead to a scar. And the question is, is that a forever experience? And what has been discovered in the last 10 years of, of uh, immunological research is no, there is there are also patterns that are in our basic capability of moving the other way, of, of rejuvenating our immune system. It's not just a one-way strict uh, treat to immune aging, immunosenescence. Uh, you can actually uh, enlist things that will um, kind of cleanse these uh, these cells that are carrying these bad memories and uh, start with naive cells that can be imprinted with good memories. And that is a major revolutionary breakthrough because it gives us much more recognition that we can be in control of our immune system function by the way we pattern it and how we practice good immune hygiene. And so that to me has been our focus is recognizing both how we influence the innate immune system, this first level of uh, defense, and then the second stage of immunity, which is the uh, one that many people are more familiar with, the adaptive immune system. That's where you have these other kinds of cells that are called the T, T cells and B cells then produce a collection of substances called antibodies. Uh, these are your memory molecules that remember you've been exposed to something. That's how vaccines work or immunization is that it activates the production of these uh, um, immune cells that produce then these antibodies that then will remember you exposed. So if you get re-exposed, you can mobilize. You don't have to go through the whole process again. You can activate your defense to those uh, substances by your antibody producing cells that are present uh, from your previous exposure. And so that leads to, obviously to what we call natural immunity when people have been sick and gotten well, if their immune systems, their B cells have produced adequate level of antibodies and they last long enough to remember the experience, then you, you won't go through the whole process the next time, the whole process of sickness. So the, the both the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system and their uh, translators, which are the T lymphocyte systems, another series of immune cell types uh, like T helper, T suppressor cells, uh, natural killer cells, uh, T regulatory cells. These are the, uh, the, the cell types that kind of interconvert the message between the innate system and the adaptive system. Now, the good news, I've said a lot of sophisticated things there that are probably totally confusing, but let me cut it down to something simple. It turns out that the more people have studied uh, the effect that our basic decisions in life have, how we eat, how we live, how we think, our environment, our sleep patterns, our uh, stress patterns, our exercise patterns, uh, exposure to toxic molecules, the more we have studied that, the more we recognize that we can do something to rejuvenate our immune system and get rid of a lot of these bad memories, these scarred uh, immune cells. And that's a process that uh, has a kind of a sophisticated uh, name. It's immune autophagy. It uh, leads to selective kind of um, garbage collecting of damaged immune cells. Uh, and, and sometimes what are called zombie cells. I think that name in, in itself kind of gives you the picture of these zombie cells that sit in our bodies from bad experiences and play mischief if we don't get rid of them. But fortunately, we have the processes uh, that can can get rid of them. And that's what we've been studying very extensively for the last now three plus years is how do we activate this immune rejuvenation process to give us a, a clean slate from which we can then develop good memories in our immune system, not just to be burdened by these bad scarred, bad memories in our immune system. 
All right. Okay, and, and, we need to unpack this. Jeff and and so. this is the reason why this is Dr. Jeff Bland. I have to say. And, and he's dubbing it down for us. Yeah, and you, you talked at IHS a million years ago. And I remember saying to Ed, I'm having a hard time tracking the conversation because you spoke so fast. You've actually slowed down how fast you speak because well, you used to speak a mile a minute and now you're speaking at a normal rate, but I'm still like struggling to catch up. So, so, okay, let me distill this and you tell me where I've lost the plot there. There there's multiple avenues of our immune system. And when you look to see the common thread, there's a common thread between how we eat how we sleep, our thoughts, our exposures to toxins, our genetics. And when you start to improve on those, you can see the immune system rejuvenating and getting rid of the zombie cells, the senescent cells, and improving our immune system. Over yes, that's exactly. You, you now made it uh, so that hopefully people can understand what I was trying to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a hundred word or less kind of gal. So, <laughs> so okay, so we've got that. Well, and also I want to really impress on like that all our behaviors not only not only the things we eat but really our thoughts and our beliefs really affect the immune system and therefore affect the whole body but it impress on our immune system so we do carry it around which is a message that is one that i think not not enough of us listen to and feel I'd like to take a step back, Jeff, and just ask, because you were talking about that that these moments of immune dysregulation occur. Would someone know in the moment that something had happened that was suboptimal or sending them off in a path that was non-desirable? Or is it only looking back that one can say, oh, oh, that's where my immune system really took a hit? <laughs> I think it's uh, it's probably a combination of both um, that, you know, we have these chronic insults and then then we have these major traumatic moments in our life that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm recalling an interesting paper that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine a number of years ago. And it was a, a discussion about just seven um, patients, seven people that had this serious non-remitting fatigue that they couldn't identify. And so they did all these studies on them, and they finally were able to determine that the fatigue was traced back to an injury in the energy powerhouse of their cells, which are called the mitochondrion. We are probably all familiar with that now. These are the energy-producing cells, and, and by the way, uh, energy-producing um, organelles that are within cells. Uh, and um, by the way, mitochondria uh, are very rich in immune cells because immune cells need a lot of energy to do their work. In fact, when a person is sick, over 50% of their food energy is directed towards mitochondrial activity in your immune cells. That's why you feel so tired when you're sick. You're sucking a lot of energy out into your immune system uh, to mobilize defense against your uh, infection. So the, um, the mitochondria are really important for energy producing and particularly for immune system function. And what it was uh, determined in these uh, seven people is that they had sustained some kind of mitochondrial in, in, uh, injury. Now it turned out, as, you, as I read the paper carefully, that uh, five of the seven <clears throat> of these fatigue related problems way back into their infancy. And so their mitochondrial 
problems were probably genetic in origin because the mitochondria has its own DNA. And by the way, that DNA comes from our mother, not our father. So our metaphorically, our energy comes from our mother. And so it is our mother's fault, basically. You can blame your mother. We know. We know. Well, I, actually, I like to give a celebration to my mother because I feel my mother gave me a good legacy of energy. So I, I, I hold her in high respect for that. Um, but the uh, the other two in this study were, were interestingly different um, in that their uh, fatigue didn't start until they were 40. And so I got asking the question, well, hold it just a minute. Why, why did these people seem to have this later age onset? So I was... Uh, I, traced down through this, it was a big sleuthing process, and I was able to actually be introduced to one of those two people uh, as a consequence of knowing one of the doctors involved in this research. And so I actually had a conversation with them, and I, I chronicled this uh, years ago in a series of things I did in Functional Medicine Update, actually. And he uh, pointed out that his uh, problem, he felt, was associated with a... Uh, a road trip he took through the Sacramento Valley and when he was driving on a, a summer day uh, in a convertible car in which he got caught where they were crop dusting. And he was exposed for over, nearly an hour to things coming from these crop dusting planes that were going over the fields. And so he thought this was a consequence of some kind of a exposure to a xenobiotic chemical that injured his mitochondria. Now, I thought that was an interesting story, but then it became much more real to me when I learned the story of Greg LeMond, the world-class bike racer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Greg LeMond, but he was the first American uh, bike racer to be unbeatable in Tour de France and and uh, major endurance bike racing. And um, he um, had... A, an episode when he was still at the prime of his racing. This is um, one of those really remarkable stories in which he was out hunting for, um, for birds with his brother and somehow his brother shot him with a shotgun, seriously. And um, he survived. Um, he got back to bike racing, but they couldn't get all the lead out of his body. And, uh, you know, he had so many pellets in him that they just left him, uh, the ones in there that they felt were only not causing organ damage. Um, and then right after that, he suddenly developed unremitting fatigue and had to retire as a bike racer. And uh, his physician, who I also knew, um, uh, really felt this whole sequelae of events of his mitochondrial injuries and he developed what was called mitochondopathy, uh, which was a result of being exposed to a toxic metal that poisoned his mitochondria. So if we start thinking what I'm, I'm trying to get across here is that there are many events, some which are chronic in exposure that could injure um, our immune cell activity through in, uh, epigenetic modification of our uh, genetics within our immune cell, or could injure our mitochondrial DNA and the ability of our energy production in immune cells, or there could be acute episodes that have rapid onset. So it could be a slow accumulation process 
like many people have in their lives of chronic fatigue and chronic dysfunction, it didn't just come overnight. It occurred over years and they can't examine actually. It's hard to remember all the things that happened to us over years. They've been eating less than ideal diets. They've been living a life of burning the candle at both ends. They've not been getting good sleep. And just slowly they're starting to erode their resilience as they accumulate these immune uh, scars. So I, I think it's that it was a long-winded answer to your question, but I think it's a combination of what I call the total load effect that many people don't understand how they got there. They just know they got there. They wake up, they're tired in the morning, wired and tired. They go through the day kind of dragging themselves, hoping they can make it to the end. They go to try to go to bed, but they're not sleeping well. And then it becomes a dog chasing its tail. It becomes worse and worse. But I can say now, after 30 years in this field, um, that these are reversible. They require doing different things, practicing different lifestyles, committing yourself to a program. It doesn't happen overnight. It generally takes at least three months to start changing your biochemistry. So you have to stick with it. It's not like taking a pill and getting an immediate, like an antibiotic against an infection. You've got to stick with it. And that's our whole immunorejuvenation program we've been we've been working on. Amazing. And I, I hate to say this, but we have to complete just to honor your time. And thank you so yes. much. Is there other than Big Bold Health, are there any other ways that people you would want people to reach you or look you up? Uh, they can go to jeffreybland.com, uh, J-E-F-F-R-A-Y-B-L-A-N-D.com. That has all my videos from years past. Uh, or they can go if they're if they're really interested in digging deep into the more professional side of, of my life. It's uh, it's P-L-M, the letters P-L-M, institute.org. That's uh, the Personalized Lifestyle Medicine Institute where we do educational uh, programs every year, virtual programs that are free of charge that uh, we then catalog on that website. Uh, there's more news to use about immune rejuvenation there from the experts in the world that we've interviewed than probably anywhere. So those would be the three places you can find find me hanging out. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. And it's been a true, true privilege. And hopefully we'll get you back and talk. Dive deeper. Dive even deeper. Yeah. So uh, thank you, Jeff, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for being on this episode of the Feel Freaking Amazing podcast, Live Like You Matter. For the listeners, you got to listen to this man and follow him. All of the links will be in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this, please post a five-star review. Pay it forward. Thanks, Jeff. Have an amazing day. You too, both of you. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Don't go it alone. It's not a social journey until others join. Share this with your friends. <laughs>